Welcome to the High Prices Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now, here's lead pastor, Chris Sestar. I want to read one verse. I'm not even going to ask you to turn there because I'm going to use it as a springboard. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but hold on. It's a springboard. We're going to spring off of this and jump in the pool of Christmas. It's found, the text, in Matthew 8, 27. Parents, remember, you got little things, activities for the kids. And I'm aware how their three-year-old has a three-minute attention span. Four-year-old has a four-minute attention span. I minored in Christian education in college, so I actually know about education and children's attention span. So hold on. We'll, we'll get them there. Matthew 8, 27. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the seas obey him? Who can this be? I'm preaching today, Who is the babe in Bethlehem? In the text, on one occasion, the 12 disciples watched in amazement as Jesus spoke a word just like that calmed the storm, the raging storm on the Sea of Galilee. Now, they had witnessed him perform multiple miracles and healings. Yet, they could not identify him correctly. They knew he was a teacher and a rabbi. They knew that he was someone worth following. They sensed that he was more than just a man. But at this stage in their journey with the Lord... They did not know who Jesus was. Now, the Christmas story. Today is Christmas Day. Today's the day we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It was a glorious day when the Son of God robed with flesh and arrived on earth's scene. The Old Testament prophets foretold his coming. Matthew and Luke recorded the details of his arrival, and Pastor Evan brought that to us today in the Christmas story. Many characters played a part in his advent, but who did they think he was? This is a question I want to explore for just a few minutes. Who is the babe in Bethlehem? I don't actually start in Matthew or Luke, but I actually go back to the Old Testament. I start with Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, who prophesied about him hundreds of years in advance. And Isaiah said, he will be Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And this babe born in Bethlehem shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Then I go to Daniel. Everybody likes Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but Daniel was a prophet. And to Daniel, the babe in Bethlehem was the son of man, the divine king whose dominion is everlasting and whose kingdom would never be destroyed. Then you go to Micah. Nobody knows who Micah is. That's actually a book in the Bible. Nobody ever reads Micah. It's tucked away in all the minor prophets. And yet, Micah got a vision of the babe in Bethlehem. And to him, he was the one who would be born in Bethlehem. 
who would be ruler in Israel, whose going forths are from old, from everlasting. I love this. The last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. The prophet Malachi got a vision of the babe in Bethlehem, and he said he will be the son, not S-O-N, S-U-N, the son of righteousness rising. It's a, it's a picture of the sun, the sun in the morning. It's dark, but then the sun begins to rise, and it comes up over the horizon, and the day breaks, and the light shines, and it's a new day, and the sun rises, and as it gets up in the sky, the, the rays of the sun shine down, and they bring warmth, and they bring life, and they bring healing, and they bring health, and, and the Malachi said the little baby in Bethlehem is going to be the son of righteousness rising with healing in his wings. And he wasn't talking about flapping wings. He was talking about the rays of the sun that looked like wings. And he said the babe is coming and he's going to be a babe of righteousness and he's going to be God and he's going to shine forth rays unto us that will bring healing to our bodies, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Oh, but then I got to the psalm. And as I read the psalms, I realized there's no way I can read all of them. As a matter of fact, as I read the psalms, and I've created for you a compilation, I realized it's almost the gospel. Let me tell you how the psalmist, and there were many of them, saw the babe in Bethlehem. To the various psalmists, he was the son of God, praised by children, zealous for God's house, and the one who delights in doing God's will. The babe in Bethlehem would be the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek and the chief stone of God's church. The babe in Bethlehem was the one who would be hated without cause, derided by his enemies, accused by false witnesses, and betrayed by his friend. He is the one, this babe, whose hands and feet would be pierced. Lots would be cast for his clothing. He would be given gall and vinegar to drink at his death. He would even pray for his enemies before giving up his life. But, oh, wait, they're not finished. To the psalmist, the babe in Bethlehem is the one who would rise from the dead and ascend to heaven where he reigns as the eternal king. And I thought this morning, Handel's Messiah had it right, and he shall reign forever and ever, king of kings and lord of lords, king of kings and lord of lords, and he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise this morning in this church. I'm yelling, but I'm excited about Jesus. I can get fired up on a Christmas morning. Hallelujah. Oh, but wait, there's more. You get to the Gospels, and there are so many different people involved. To Rome, he was just a digit, a number in a worldwide census. To the innkeeper, he was one customer too many. To the angel who showed up on the hillside, he was Christ the Lord. To the lowly shepherds, he was a sign of better things to come. To the wise men, he was the king of the Jews. To Herod, he was a threat to his throne. To Simeon, a godly man who held him when he was just eight days old, he was the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. 
to Anna, another woman there that day at, at that time when he was eight days old. He was the one who would redeem Israel. But y'all, we got we to gotta include the two most prominent people in the story of Jesus other than the Lord himself. And that's Mary and Joseph. Who was the babe in Bethlehem to Mary and Joseph? Oh, if they were here, they would tell you very quickly, to us, he's Jesus. Which means Savior. And the angels told us both that we are to call his name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Who is the babe in Bethlehem? He was a baby born to die, not for his own sins, but for our sins. He is the one who offers us the gift we need the most. You know what that is? God's forgiveness. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been for education, God would have sent us a teacher. If our greatest need would have been psychological, God would have sent a psychologist. If our greatest need would have been legal, God would have sent an attorney. But you see, our greatest need was forgiveness. And so God sent Jesus. Come on, stand with me. You can't believe I can preach that short, did you? Some of you are saying, why doesn't he do that every Sunday? Because that'd just be my introduction. That's, that's like feeding somebody a bowl of grits. I'd rather give y'all country fried steak and gravy and rice and green beans. In 30 minutes, I can feed y'all real good. I just close with this before we leave this place. Who is the babe in Bethlehem? to you we just found out who it was to a lot of different people I know who he is to me but who is he to you is he just a character in the Christmas story is he just a good teacher or rabbi is he simply the founder of Christianity is he a controversial man of history is that all or is he your savior and your Lord and on Christmas Day I'm so glad I can tell you and all those you are watching if he's not that if he's not those things he can be and if you'll just call out to the Lord and say Jesus please forgive me of my sins come into my heart be my Lord and Savior I repent of my sins I'm going to live for you give me the power give me the strength I'm going to live for you, Jesus. If you'll just pray that simple prayer, something like that, the Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And on Christmas Day, you'll get the best gift. I don't care if somebody gives you a Rolls Royce, a Maserati, or a billion dollars. This gift tops all that. And that's the saving of your soul. And righteousness, the sun of righteousness will shine healing and righteousness into your life and you'll be right with God. You know, don't get caught up in the things of this world. Don't. Don't, don't, make, don't make more out of the stuff of this world than we do. Because when we get to heaven, the asphalt will be gold. The walls will be jasper. The doors are made out of 
pearl. And we got all bent out of shape about the stuff that God made down here in this earth. We get consumed with acquiring all that stuff. Just live for Jesus. And hold on, because you ain't seen nothing yet. But most of all, one of these days, they're going to take me to the king. I can't wait for that day. Jesus came, so that, that day will come when he can take us to the king. I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. And if you're not saved, would you ask Jesus to come into your heart and your life? And if you are saved, will you just thank the Lord for the greatest gift he ever gave you? And that was saving you from your sins and forgiving you. Father, we thank you this morning on Christmas Sunday for Jesus who came to this earth, robed with flesh, little baby born in Bethlehem, placed in a feeding trough. And yet God grew to be a man, gave his life, lived a sinless life, and gave his life to save us. We just thank you. This makes Christmas special. People around this world are celebrating Christmas, but for those of us who are born again, God, it really means something to us. We, see, we, we know personally the significance of today. Thank you, Jesus. And the church said, amen. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings in person or online at 10 a.m. For more information or to watch our services online, please visit us at www.highpraises.org or check us out on social media.